Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. So the Lord spoke a word. Amen. Don't you love it when he speaks? Amen. Sometimes it's in the early morning hours when you're waking up and he whispers something in your ear. It's like, wow. I could have never thought of that. Praise God. But he says, son, what does it mean to worship me in spirit and in truth? So as I begin to ponder on this question and seek revelation and wisdom from the Lord, he began to pour out, praise God. So the scripture that we will be reading from this morning is John 4, the 24th verse. Praise God. This is the word of God, and there is no other. Amen. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Praise God. And it says in John chapter 4, verse 24, it says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. You know, that word and is like a bridge, right? You can't just have spirit without the truth. You've got to have spirit and the truth. Amen. We also see in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17. It says, now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. There is freedom in this house this morning. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom here. Amen. Praise God. To worship God in spirit. Y'all may be seated. Praise God. Unless y'all want to stand. Hey, <laughs> praise God. To worship God in spirit is when we are being unified with Holy Spirit. We are one with Holy Spirit. We have the spirit of Christ dwelling in the inside of us. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead. It lived inside of us. And can I tell you something this morning? There is still resurrection power. There is still resurrection power. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. So I don't know what you've been going through this week. I'm off on a rabbit trail, but I'm going to continue on for a minute. Amen. You may be getting weary, but can I tell you this morning, can I prophesy to you that there is a garment of praise coming your way. And all you got to do is receive it. Amen. Yeah. 
Worship is not just an hour on Sunday morning, right? It is an all day, every day, every hour of the day, praying without ceasing. It's continual worship. As Johnny Jernigan came up and said to stay in the pool, right? And I believe uh, it's a place of abiding uh, in the presence where we can stay all day, every day, and not get out of it. That we can stay in the pool all day, every day, every hour. It's a place of abiding in his presence, dwelling in the secret place, closing the door, and abiding in the shadow of the Almighty. Amen? It said in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 17. Apostle Paul, praise the Lord for Apostle Paul, amen. Wrote, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, for you. It is the will for you. Pray without ceasing. You know, we have a prayer language, amen? We have to stir it up. As Pastor talked about the other day about our prayer language. You know, it edifies our body, it edifies us. So when attacks come our way, stir up the praying machine, the Holy Ghost. Stir it up. Let the Holy Ghost quicken you. Pray until he quickens you. Amen. Pray and close the door in the secret place and pray until something happens. There have been times where I get in my prayer closet and didn't do that. I get in there and pray a little bit and leave, make it like a schedule. But the Lord quickened me and I had to repent. My, 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 my. To worship in spirit is when we recognize Holy Spirit dwells in us and not only dwells in us, but that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We have to recognize that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and we only got one body. What are you doing with your one body you have? What's going on? What are you intaking? Is it good? Is it healthy? Even the way we eat is an act of worship to God. Because we are showing honor and all reverence to the one true living God and that he dwells within us. It's what we eat. It's in everything. It's in all we do is worship. It's the way you act to your co-workers. It's the way you act to your boss. It's the way you act to your family behind closed doors. Hey, because you know, can I tell you something this morning? Behind closed doors, a lot of us don't know what happens behind closed doors. But we got to uphold the integrity. We got to uphold men of 
of integrity. When we begin to worship our father Abba, in spirit we see where we become unified in the spirit for a tabernacle of his glory. Amen. It says in Ephesians 2 verse 19 through 22. It says, now therefore, you are no longer stranger than foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit so as we become unified together as we begin to worship together we are being built together for a tabernacle of glory for Yeshua The devil don't like unity. I come to serve the devil notice today. And eviction notice to the enemy. Get thee behind me, Satan. And it also says in 1 Peter 2 verse 5. You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We also see in Psalm 139. It says, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. It don't matter where we go. God is there. Amen. And we are being built together for a tabernacle of his glory here on earth. Praise God. Praise God. John 4 verse 17 through 26 speaks about the woman at the well. During her conversation with Jesus, she was trying to change the subject. After Jesus and her were discussing about her many husbands. How many times when difficult situations come, we try to change the subject when we don't let God get to the root. God wants to get to the root of our issues. God wants to get to the root causes. Amen. We have to be vulnerable. And that's hard for men to be vulnerable. But can I tell you something today? God is raising up men who are vulnerable, who are warriors in Christ Jesus, who say, I will not let this stumbling block get in my way of what God wants to do today. She even tried to bring up her ancestor, the Samaritans, that they worship on the mountain where they're at. But she, <laughs> but she then said to Jesus that Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. 
After this, Jesus told the woman, the time has come to worship in spirit and in truth. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him in this hour we're living in. We cannot stay in complacency. We must go for the more because there is more that God wants to pour out through his people in this hour. We are going from a place of stagnation to a place of abundance. God, he is omnipresent. He is all present at every time, all during the day. He is everywhere all at once. Where two or more gathered, he is in the midst. He is in the middle. He is the center of everything. We can't put him on the side and say, hey, I'm going to be in the middle, God. I'll keep you on the left just for advice here and there every now and then. No. He has to be in the middle of it all. You know, that song said, Jesus be the center of it all. Praise God. He is the center of our nation. He is the center of our world. And he is beginning again to be the center of our high schools. He is the center of our government. He is beginning again to be the center of it all. Let's get to the truth part. Amen. There's a lot more to go along with worshiping in the spirit. But that's all the Lord gave me right now. Amen. Praise God. Truth in the Greek means aletheia. And its definition is the opposite of fictitious, feigned, or false. It denotes sincerity, accuracy, integrity, fruitfulness, and dependability. That sounds to me like the fruits of the spirit. Amen. So to worship the truth means to worship Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. We live by faith and not by sight. Come on, somebody, and tell me one time. If Jesus been good to you, has he done something for you? Amen. Do you have a testimony? Can I tell you today I have a testimony of what God done for me and how he brought me through everything that had me bound up. I used to be addicted to drugs, alcohol, perversion, everything you could think of. But God turned my heart. He peeled back the foreskin of my heart. He made my heart from stone to flesh. And can I tell you this morning, he can do it for you. Because the spirit of prophecy is that of Jesus Christ. And what Jesus done for me, he can do for you. The testimony of Jesus Christ. There is no other. He is the same. 
yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never changes. It's people. It's us who change. But he never changes. He remained the same. We worship the word that came flesh and dwelt among us. We don't worship the Bible. We worship the one who created the Bible. El Shaddai, Adonai. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Rose of Sharon. He is the Lily of the Valley. He is the Bright and Morning Star. And I will lift up the name of Jesus until he comes again. There is power in the name of Jesus. And I was at a conference the other day. And in that conference, they talked about how we have threw the name of God in the dirt. And how we don't show no reverence and we don't show no fear of the Lord for it. And we begin to speak. The prayer, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But hallowed be thy name means God, make your name holy again. God, make your name holy again, Lord. We all try to get on earth as it is in heaven, but we had to first get God, make your name holy again. Everything stems from that and knowing our identity and how we can come boldly before the throne of God by the blood of Jesus that has been applied to our life. That the doorpost of our life has been applied. The blood of Jesus has been applied. So now we can come humbly and boldly before the throne of grace, before his throne right now, and we can plead our case. And I was looking at about the word, amen. Holy Spirit said, begin to thank me for the strategies and blueprints that are in my word. He said, begin to thank me for the things in my word. Begin to thank me for everything I have put in there because it is the blueprint of life. Everything we need is found in the 66 books of the Bible. And it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is life. I can't make it without it. You can't make it without it. We can't make it without it. Every scripture is God breathed. When you speak out scripture out of your mouth, it has all of heaven backing it. Can I tell you that one more time? When you begin to speak scripture aloud out of your mouth, it begins to build things in the atmosphere. And can I tell you, you have all of heaven armies behind you backing you. So begin to speak it out loud. Begin to decree and declare over your family the word of God. 
that we will live and not die, that we will have life and life more abundantly. It has all authority of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords backing it. Begin to speak out the word in your home, amen, in your jobs, in your schools. And watch just how in the beginning when the word was spoken and it created everything. Watch how things around you begin to change. Watch how your environment begins to shift. Watch how the atmosphere of your work in your home begin to change. When your kids were having these dreams, these bad dreams, watch how they won't have them no more. Watch what you put into your TV in your home. Watch what you listen to in your ear gates and your eye gates. The time we're living in, the devil tries anything he can. They get a little kind tiny gap. We have to make sure we are sealed with the Holy Ghost and there is no gap. We got to make sure we have oil for the time that is coming. Because there is coming a time how the the five foolish virgins, they thought they could go and buy some oil at the last minute. But they, they, they did not know that the bridegroom had already came and he closed the door. And they beat it on the door. Say, let me in. Let me in. But they couldn't come in. Now is the time to stack up your oil in the spirit realm. Praise God. It said in Psalm 145, verse 18, it said, The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. You see, a lot of people only worship in the spirit. And then you get a lot of people that only worship in the truth. They forget about the end in the middle. And how there had to be a unified thing together. How if a bridge is unified together, you can't have one without the other. There must be a balance. Too much scripture and not enough spirit, you will dry up. Too much spirit and not enough scripture, you will blow up. People are missing. Get this. People are missing the harmonious balance that is taking place here. Hear me now when I say this. They are missing the harmonious balance of what is taking place here. Where we see we must worship in spirit and in truth. Let this grip your heart this morning. We have been granted access by the blood of Jesus into the relationship with Abba Father and Jesus Christ the Son. It's an invitation to worship with the triune God. Jesus longs to worship with his sons and daughters. He longs for that communion. He longs. 
He loved it when you begin to pray to him. He says, son, uh, oh, I love it when you look at me. I love it when you praise me. How much I love you. You tell me how much you love me, but I'm let me tell you how much I love you. I love you so much that I sent my only begotten son. That whoever should believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It's an invitation into a throne room ceremony of extravagant worship and eloquent slow dancing with Jesus Christ is only possible when we look at this verse with a vertical, transparent lens. We can't look at it horizontal. We got to look at it as Abba Father looks at it. We got to begin to ask him, what is he thinking? What is he doing? What's on your mind, Abba? We have to shift it off of us and shift it what the God wants. It's not only a dance with the bridegroom king, but also we are invited to sit at his table to commune with him. A table where we get to eat with him that is set before us in the presence of our enemies. It's where our cup runneth over. So not only is it a wedding reception, but we begin to sit with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the servant king. And it's an all-out buffet of how much you want of him. But let me tell you something. He wants more of you. Can I tell you something today? The anointing costs everything. Everything of you. You can't live half in this world and half out. You got to be fully devoted, fully all in for Jesus Christ. I came this morning to preach the truth. Amen. Because the truth will set you free. And who the Son, Jesus Christ, sets free. He hey, is free indeed. And there is freedom in the house this morning. I don't know what you're bound up with. But I can feel chains breaking off your life right now. Because it's the anointing of Jesus Christ that destroys the yoke. It don't just break it, it disintegrates it. It's like a big old nuke bomb going off. There's nothing left of it. Can I tell you, church, that there's a wedding day that is coming? Where Jesus is coming back for a spotless bride. I come in most mornings and most evenings in prayer, and I see that right there. And it says, the spirit and the bride say, come. So come, Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus, come. God is preparing his bride for his return. We are seeing the fullness of the Gentile church come together. But we must begin to pray for the Jewish people's salvation. 
You see all this going on in Israel. We got to begin to pray like never before and intercede on behalf of them. Amen. We have an intercessor, if you didn't know, in heaven, who pleads our case day and night to the Father. He prays for us constantly without ceasing. And his name is Jesus Christ. Are you ready for that day? There's a question right now in the room. Are you ready for the day of the Lord's return? If not, all you have to do is repent and let the time of refreshing come. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, today is the day of salvation. Right now, right now. He is our great high priest, one greater than Melchizedek. How awesome is that? That Jesus prays for us. Amen. Day and night he prays for us. It's so beautiful that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords pray for us constantly to the Father. And do, do you know we have a comforter here on earth named the Holy Spirit and he is a person and he makes intercession to Jesus for us right now. He is our connection to heaven. The spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. That's John 16, verse 13. Praise God. I'm so thankful for the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost. I wouldn't be up here if it wasn't for him. So I don't know what you're going through this morning. But the altars are not open. And whatever you need to give to the Lord this morning, give it to him because he's ready to take it. His arms are open wide, laying at his feet right now. All you got to do is come, come. He says, come, my children, come. <laughs>